One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined in the studio by Wheeler Dealer's very own Ed China. We'd spoken to him on the phone before when he'd done crackpot, motorised shopping trolleys, etc. But it was good to meet him, wasn't it? Very good. And, uh, we, of course, we looked back at England last night, so yeah. uh, that was quite uh, fun. And, uh, well, <laughs> we lost 3-1. <laughs> you Dutch. And Martin <laughs> Kellner joined us with a week of sport on TV. And we'll have an extra bonus <laughs> clip for you very shortly as well. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. And come on, you lionesses. <laughs> Get right behind the girls now. Oh, for goodness and it all went pear shaped for the boys. Yes. Very frustrating, wasn't it? I mean, oh, you do feel the narrative yeah. around the game had uh, Jesse Lingard's boot been an inch further back, mm. would have been completely different. Okay, we weren't the best team, but we clung in, we showed we were dogged and we could win 2 1. But of course, now we're complete trash, which is not yeah, true. It just, cha- it just changes the narrative, doesn't yeah. it? You know, so, uh, but it is frustrating, really. And it's not about playing it out from the back or not, it's about doing it better, isn't it? And you've got to mix it up. Even Pep Guardiola mixes it up. They don't, I heard Perry talking about this mm. just now. They, they, they don't always go play it out from the back. Sometimes you have to go long, you know, yeah, just, just yeah, to yeah. keep the other team honest. Relieve the pressure. Well, have a chat in the end, you've got to do it better. You just can't give the ball away like that. I mean, know? the key really was uh, the midfield, wasn't it? As, as we yeah. could see, we oh, really yeah. couldn't get to grips with the midfield. We didn't have all of our first-choice personnel out there. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. you know, it was interesting that they um, picked their Liverpool players and mm. we Gareth left his out, you know. I could see maybe the Spurs players who had a bit of a setback, but, you know, maybe he could have picked the players. But it's all being wise after the event. You know, if that goal had gone in, everything would have been different. We just haven't got someone like... I mean, we've been undone by Modric and Mm. De Jong. We haven't got someone that kind of sets the tempo. We haven't got that kind of player, that Gazza-type player, have we, at the moment, Mm. really, in our midfield. They had some good players, too. They have have got some good players. I see. What do you make of Dumfries? Yes. That's a great name, isn't it? It is. I couldn't I couldn't work out who was having a worse week, Dumfries or Galloway. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you very come much. On. There we are. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Daron. Uh, of course, Alan loves his outerwear range, Coat Daron. Yeah. <laughs> He certainly does. He certainly He's does. been trolling England today to think with things like apparently it's not coming home. Yeah, oh, thanks very he much. He played for Borough, didn't he? <laughs> yes, yeah. he did. Okay, well, we'll remember that. Mm. And, uh, it's I thought you meant sh- Alan had. No, not Alan didn't play for my <laughs> no, no, great, my great days at Borough. No, it wasn't <laughs> him, I meant Jerome. Anyway. It's quite, it was an interesting moment, and people haven't considered this, I don't think, about VAR. I, li- I like the fact that the linesman waits. You've got to wait, otherwise yeah. you, know, you could spoil it. But the thing about waiting, you saw with England last night, they, they waited to see if it was offside. It was, but then there was a corner resulting, yeah. and the, ref- the linesman didn't give off, so he gave a corner, which seemed, I bet that happened, will happen quite a lot. And one listener uh, texted me and said, uh, are you worried about the amount of time being added on? 
And actually, last night they did add on all the time. They did, yeah, yeah. But there will be games where they don't, so, you know... I did say to you last night, you were saying VAR is annoying, you said to me on our little exchange. And I said it does kill the joy of a beautifully worked goal. It was a lovely goal Mm. to watch them put together. It was. It gets a decision right, but it's a joy sucker. And it is, isn't it? It is. It's just sucking the joy out of the game. And you might say, oh, that width of the toe cap of a boot was the difference between offside and not. But blimey, it does take the joy out of the game. I thought Danny Kelly made a good point on Twitter last night. He's saying the the coloured boot... Would soon go out of fashion. Yeah, I think the green boot, the green, <laughs> the green boot. boot with a white stripe on it, could become de rigueur. What a brilliant idea! Yeah, they're gonna have to the camouflage pitch that boot. Would work, wouldn't yeah, it? someone's gonna have to do something about that because it was uh, such I did, a shame. I did wonder with stealth boots. Remember they did that with jets, so you couldn't see them. Yeah, maybe you just won't be able to see their feet. <laughs> Nike are proper. Nike's blokes in white coats. They're, the boffins uh, they're working are working on, on a stealth boot, boot. A boot you can't see at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> I did wonder whether there was a local pigeon racing meeting on at the same time as the game because there are many birds flying across the screen I didn't notice that oh I did I couldn't stop maybe it was the reporters sending their copy back maybe they've gone old school (laughs) they've gone very old school so uh, yeah so all in all it was a bit frustrating but what can you do Um, Tales of Revenge Sporting Tales of Revenge today if if you're in the mood this was a story of a wife who flugged flugged (laughs) it's the wife she flugged Uh, a wife flogged her husband's £45,000 footy collection we're told in a Sunday day for just a fiver after she spied him out a match with another woman. He said he happened to be standing next to this woman. He did admit he'd said to her he was going to be at work and he was at the match. Oh, yeah. And there happened to be a woman standing next to him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, the missus sold uh, all of his collection off for a fiver, included a Spurs City programme from 1958, Chelsea Everton game 46, the 1960 European <laughs> Cup final, Frankfurt, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, Real Madrid, that all went for a fiver, the whole lot. Four mm. or five. Imagine that, that program collector when he turned up and said, You do realise what these are worth? <laughs> yeah, I only want a five before I'm <laughs> trying to get at my old yeah, man. I think she's not taking the long game, though, uh, Shelley, here because. Oh, you uh, know her? Well, I don't, but uh, that's her name. Okay, so, fair uh, enough. Yeah, you're right. It says here that uh, the couple are still together, but admit things are pretty tense. Yeah. So, of course, if they do break up, you know, they'll well, obviously want to. Hey? Well, let's hope they don't, but if they do, you know, the, the assets that could have been split. Have gone. So she's done herself out of... Um, 22 and a half grand. Yes, she has. That's true. She hasn't thought anyway, it through. If you've got any tales of revenge uh, along those lines, within reason, because basically the ones we touched on yesterday, uh, your last day uh, payback, were, were unlawful, weren't they? <laughs> Many of them. Were, yeah, you could have yeah. got a couple of they years were, for. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Will you watch the, uh, the third place playoff, Andy? It's an England mm, game, isn't it? It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Definitely going to watch it. I, d- watch- I don't think I will because I want to watch the England women and um, that's I, that's the, that's, uh, that's uh, on after. That's on after. Yeah, yeah, you can, I think yeah, you can but, squeeze all three in potentially or most of them. Well, I could, but I think I want to watch the final because I think it'll be a good game. I want to watch the England women because there's something in it, and I'm really excited about it. And I want to stay married, so I probably won't watch the, uh, <laughs> the all the, good the games in the afternoon. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, don't forget later on clips of the week. Uh, even more than I thought we had because I left two out, so they're yeah. being they're being added it's as a nice we speak. Crop. Yeah. We were off when we both was last. That's week, right. So, so we'll be bringing it out, and Todd Macklin will be joining us as well. Martin Kellner is back. I know Martin was in with Danny, and yeah, he was in last week. I heard it's very funny. Yeah. So yeah. Martin's week of sport on TV that'll be coming up a little bit later on as we await Alan White. Andy, do you have anything for us? Yeah, I've got a few facts about some both uh, the sort of tabloid papers I read have sort of come up with some interesting facts about the Women's World Cup. Mm. 
um, for example, uh, Jamaica started the, restarted their national team in 2014 after a break thanks to ambassador and sponsor Sedelia Marley, the daughter of Bob, wow. and the family's charitable foundation. They do quite a lot for sport, the Marley family. Mm. Yes, yeah, Bob loved it, of course, he loved football. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, the Lionesses have been debating whether they should quit social media during the tournament. We can ask about this. Defender Millie Bright is one of the first to go cold turkey on Twitter and Instagram, wanting to focus on chasing glory. I think I agree with that. Because I think, you know, yeah. it just puts you off. You yeah, know, if so. you have a, you know, you have a bad result or a game doesn't go your way, you don't have a great performance, you don't need that, yeah. do you? I mean, most people are hopefully will be saying sort of chin up, don't worry about it, but you never know, do you? No, that's right. A China have brought their own chef... But the food won't be their only concern. Apparently, midfielder Wang Shuang signed for PSG last year. She joked about the high number of bald Frenchmen and bought a filter in case the local water made her hair fall out too. <laughs> she was joking. Oh, I think, she I was think they pointed out that oh, no, she was she joking. Was definitely yeah. joking. I don't think she was serious about that. Anything else? Oh yeah, I've got more. I've got other stuff. I mean, I probably should do. We'll come back to the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Oh no, beer sales are set to be boosted by the Lionesses in the World Cup. Yeah. Which is surprising, really, because you think, as Al Murray would say, surely it's dry white wine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I presume as that the means would say. the number of men that are going to watch the Women's World Cup. Mm. And dogs get stressed when their owners do. I don't know whether you're Molly, what she's like when you watch football on TV, say Spurs are losing, does she get a bit stressed? I've not noticed. She just sort of lies there, licking herself. What was she like... <laughs> During the final. <laughs> of course, you weren't at there during no, the final. No, I wasn't at home during the no, final. Yeah, but she, she, was, she probably could have picked up on your anxiety. What, all those miles away in Madrid. <laughs> what a great bond between man and dog. Connection between you and connection. your I'll have to find out from where she was, sort of, mm. she went. She goes back to her owners. She goes on a molly day. She goes back to, <laughs> oh, does not she? owners, she goes back to the oh, breeders. Oh, yeah, because you were away. Yeah, that's right, was, uh, yeah. yeah, so there was no one around. During the semi-final, though, when you went absolutely mad. Oh, yeah, that freaked her out. She starts jumping. Oh, yeah, of Wherever we were shouting yeah, about, very you know, the winner of Love Island, for example, not that we would be, <laughs> she'd be jumping up and down as well. So, and we've seen a lot of uh, stuff about VAR this week, and it's certainly f- f- featured heavily. Sorry, I'm stuttering. It featured heavily last night, yeah, and featured heavily the night. Well, before. we may be talking about a story in Africa later on where it's 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 you know caused yeah. major problems. And I do think the FA have really missed a trick here. It's something I was sort of banging on about um, earlier when they were sort of we were talking about the fact that they didn't have it in certain games in the FA Cup and now they're going to have it in quarterfinal onwards so it'll be available in the quarterfinal semi-final and final but not in other games which makes a mockery of the competition I just think they've missed a brilliant opportunity here because if they'd have said we're not going to have VAR in the FA Cup because it's not the same everywhere but you know yeah, that- it's not the same everywhere it's not true and basically it would contrast brilliantly with the mess that's going to be the Premier League next year yeah. the trouble is though you know, like I was saying when they had Mongolia played Bhutan yesterday oh, yeah. they didn't have VAR there but they'll have it at the finals of the World Cup so you, the idea of having a competition mm. so pure you can have it in every game or no game. Yeah, but I think the FA Cup's slightly different. That's a world. You can't have thing. it at Blythe Spartans, can you? No, you Dunwich, can't. So I don't think you should have it at all in the FA Cup. I think so. People... Any competition where you can't have it throughout the competition, you shouldn't have it at but all. That's what I think. Well, you know, that's bold. That's an 087172 well, of a <laughs> statement. It certainly is. <laughs> 
next guest in the studio is a man we've spoken to a number of times over the years on the phone because it's normally been at the site of somewhere where he's about to break a speed record on a lawnmower, uh, a garden, mm. uh, a shopping trolley. Uh, you'll know him, of course, from uh, TV, from uh, Wheeler Dealers and other shows as well. Ed China, hi, Ed. How, oh, are how you doing? <laughs> uh, Grease Junkie is your, uh, your uh, book of moving parts, your autobiography. Yeah, well, pretty much it's memoirs, possibly more than an autobiography. So yeah. it's kind of like a loose collection of, of rambles, really. There's some beautiful <laughs> childhood pictures, though. Well, thank uh, you. I must yes. say, yeah, this, uh, the, the school uniform one is a bit... Oh, that's classy, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Back when that was fashionable. So where did the love of kind of uh, cars come from? Well, it kind of... I mean, I, I was a Lego kid growing up, so mm -hmm. obviously I like taking things apart and building stuff, and then, of course, I started doing that same stuff to, to all the things around the house, and then I realised I kind of picked up on the fact my mother didn't really appreciate things not working, so I then started to fix them again. Um, and then, really, my first car, um, we just wanted to, after our exams and stuff, wanted to drive down to the beach, and my mum was using using her car, it's just so unreasonable, so I had to go and buy my own. Um, and then on the way back, it broke down. I suddenly realised I knew nothing about how cars worked. And so, but obviously it's just like anything else. Obviously there's a, there's a way of learning. So I just got sort of stuck in wow. and the rest was history, really. But you've got a degree in engineering, have you? Yeah, engineering and product design, actually just yeah. over the river at uh, South Bank University. Wow. Well, actually on the same side of the river, but over there. <laughs> when was kind of yeah, uh, doing yeah. up and uh, and fixing cars? When did that stop sating you? When did you start thinking, well, let's, what if we did, what if we put an engine in this? Or we motorised well, kind of, Yeah, it started off, I mean, so I did my, when I was doing my degree, I had to do a year out in industry and it was either going to work at Legoland and they were rebuilding that or I thought special effects would be kind of fun. And so I, I then sort of just turned up at uh, Shepparton Studios in a sand rail, which is kind of like a car with no body panels, just lots of tubes, um, and a little scrapbook of things I'd made at home and then said, oh, you know, any chance of getting a job in the special effects industry? And, and it just so happened to go, well, can you start tomorrow? And it's like, all right. And then my first job was smashing up one of the cars on, on Father Ted. Um, so the, the second series is, is the storylines where Father Ted hits a cyclist on, the, on this raffle car, or this mm. car they're going to raffle, and he tries to fix the dents. And then after the, the dawn chorus comes, and the car is trashed, and that was my job, which is fantastic. Oh, so excellent. that's kind of how that started. And then I kind of that led me on to the idea of we did a, an, um, a wheelchair. That actually one of the storylines was this wheelchair was on this kind of weird possessed or magic hill, and, and then Father Jack was kind of dragged up the hill by magic and then chucked <laughs> off the end, and we had to make the wheelchair. <laughs> and then as far as that, I was thinking, well, what if you know you to build a vehicle that you could like basically order your, your your food, your takeaway food from your living room, but be outside the restaurant. It was like, that's a really dumb idea. <laughs> so I thought, well, I have to do it now. So then that's how the sofa got born, the casual loafer. Yeah. Um, and, and really, that's really when it all started to kick off. Because you start, because I have an understanding of how stuff works, I guess I have this kind of instinct. Hmm. And then you see, well, if I, I combine that bit with that bit, I could end up with something wonderful like driving furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Where is all this stuff now? Is it kept somewhere? It's in a top secret base in the middle of the countryside out here. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've, we've kind of hung on to most of it. So it, it's, um, it's kind of more Comfy Banana was a, comfy, a company for a while, you know, building all this stuff for advertising, and it's now more of a car collection. But yeah, you know, I, I just can't sell it, frankly. <laughs> and he's keen to get the work here down the river. So I mean, mm. you've worked with a lot of sort of amphibious uh, yeah, yeah, cars, yeah. haven't you, Andy? So maybe they can, can you make an amphibious a... studio? Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'll take that as a challenge. Yeah, if you this, guys are the budget. I'll make it. Motorized, <laughs> oh. but, but can is amphibious dead well. easy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I would love to. It'd be fantastic. Well, it's a, a bit choppy in the Thames sometimes, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, but, yeah. The giant shopping trolley is amazing. 
amazing. I've, I've, you've motorised a shopping trolley. I think we talked to you about that on the show. But mm. that well, this giant one was this a kind of a prop that you? Yeah, well, it's, it's basically it's three and a half metres high. We did it for the Jackass premiere. It was going to be in Leicester Square many right. months ago. Well, it was in Leicester yeah. Square, and because uh, they'd blown the one up they used in the movie, um, and ended up hanging on to that. And um, originally it was electric, and I went to sort of a hydraulic drive with a bike engine, and now I'm going back to electric. And in fact, hopefully maybe later this year I'll have a chance to have another go at the record. But now I think the current record for fastest shopping trolley because it does exist yeah. is about 70 odd miles an hour so with something that's three and a half meters tall that's going to be a little tiny bit terrifying but it'll be okay which, <laughs> well which ones do you still hold records wise it's a good point i don't know i think i've recently lost the shed record and i think we, we lost the the fastest furniture record a while back as well 117 miles an hour now so that's something else i'd like to do this year yeah. is take the sofa maybe drive it across america and actually <laughs> then go to the salt flats because that is the holy grail uh, yeah, of course speed it is that's what you and do, then yeah. and then do you know do like 120 130 just shut that record down surely nobody else would be stupid enough to have a go so that's really my, my cunning plan yeah, to get a few yeah. back but I think we've still got fastest office and fastest bathroom and you know so I've got a fair few of them still <laughs> rotating glitter ball you want to you well get yeah well, it's one of those things you know for years when we were doing Comfy Banana we, I had so many ideas for vehicles and I realised after a while if I spent even just sort of six months a year on each project I'd be long gone before I'd even halfway through my list so I thought well, let's just hone it down but the glitter ball has always been a tough one because trying to have double sort of or compound curved glass yeah. is hard to do if you look at the London Eye of course obviously you can mm. see there's distortions in the glass mm. but I thought it'd be really cool just to have a glitter ball that you could drive down the street you know maybe for a red carpet event and you could turn up the glitter ball would open up and there'd be sort of you could come out and it'd be spinning around <laughs> That's nice, so yeah, like, yeah. it'd be pretty sexy for London so I think we'll give it a go if disco comes back you'd be laughing <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> it's bound to come back everything comes back have you done a Lego car? I haven't actually. We talked to Lego a while back about doing that, and then they brought out the Veyron, I think they did, or was it the Chiron or something? So they have actually made a full size working yeah. sort of Lego wow, car, but it'd be quite fun to do it again. And you're working more with electric vehicles. That's the way things are going. You, you, Absolutely. You've, you've electrified a ice cream van. Well, yeah, well, it's kind of it was another Guinness World Records as, as it started out. So we're going to do the world record. Well, we are about to do the world record for the sort of the world's first sort of all electric ice cream van. Mm. Um, and then, of course, as I'd said yes to it, it's a great idea. I suddenly realised, of course, I now had to find a way of powering the ice cream machine itself by electric rather than the diesel engine it normally powers it and so finally I had a solution for ice cream without hydrocarbon sprinkles I thought hang on we're onto something here and I've now developed a kit that will convert any existing ice cream van but also any future ones and so now you know because I know Camden Council has just yeah, banned there's been a thing ice cream about it. Yeah. Yeah. well exactly so we now have the answer which is fantastic and literally we're going to put it to, we're going to test it throughout the summer and let's hope it's slightly better than today <laughs> with the weather yeah. um, you know over the summer and then, and then basically it'll be you know we'll be putting them into ice cream vans you know around the world you could or, save a whole industry here. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. People well, saving the, the world in a tiny really way. Worried. You yeah. wouldn't want for 99s if you managed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> There'd always be a fresh one waiting for you wherever you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So Ed's book, uh, Grease Junkie, A Book of Moving Parts, is uh, available now in hardback, published by uh, with Penguin, Virgin, Virgin Books. books yeah. That's it. Lovely to see you, Ed. Thanks well, very thank much. You know, next time you're doing something madcap, we will be on the phone. Yes. And no discuss well, maybe you should come with. We oh, should. Yeah. <laughs> we should, yeah. yeah Andy, that's right. You can sit in the back of the ice cream van. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Yeah, this is a fun idea I've just seen on Twitter in NatWest Cricket. Uh, they've got a bowling machine that can replicate some of the most famous overs from the past 40-odd years of cricket, and Freddie Flintoff will be facing. So, basically, it's uh, Freddie versus Holding, that famous over he bowled oh, yeah. to boycott. Oh, yeah. That was unplayed. And he's not going to get near any of these <laughs> if, the, if the machine's as good as the original. Uh, Freddie versus Warren in 1994, so he'll be getting six of the... Uh, Gatting balls. Uh, Freddie versus Freddie in 2005. That'll be interesting. Yeah. There he gets on. And uh, Freddie versus Ali. Oh, that's uh, oh, that's uh, Moan Ali. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not Muhammad. No, I hope not. Well, he did try the boxing. <laughs> he did try a bit of boxing. <laughs> he did try boxing. So <laughs> in that's 2017. Yeah. What a fun idea that is. Do you see uh, Infantino playing football? They've been uh, all the dignitaries have been over in France having a bit of a kick about. Anybody give him a good kicking? No, he's uh, he's, got, he's got a little bit of a derby on him, but you know he's a man of a certain well, yeah, age. Fair yeah, like, I think the the he, did, he wasn't wearing one of those cut football shirts. <laughs> there was a little bit of room in it, but you know. To, I mean, should he be able? Do, should it matter that he's He's not the. I mean, Platini was pretty tidy, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, when he wasn't great. There's, so. no, there's nowhere to go after that. <laughs> no, is there, there isn't. No. Uh, and talking of Freddie Flintoff, do you see this thing where he's hooked on a podcast called The Flat Earthers? And he said, he really is. And he's, there's, there's evidence that suggests the world isn't round. Wow. I don't know. What about looking from those shots from taken from space? Well, quite round. Yeah, have you got his take on it? Maybe it's a flat disc. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Have no they idea. been set up? Are they, is, that, is that what Fred thinks? Or? I have no idea. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. People believe this stuff. Do you have anything else for us, Andy? Uh, the first Women's World Cup game only lasted 80 minutes. They only thought women could play for 80 minutes at, at a go. Is that right? Yeah. When was the first World okay. Cup then? Have you got the details? Oh, I have got, got the details. Oh, well, I love a bit of the facts. Yeah. Hold on. I, I have got them, except when I want them. Oh, here it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? Wasn't played. Oh, yeah, 1991 in China. that long ago then. No, no, I, re- I remember it. And, uh, yeah, only 12 countries completed. Each game lasted just 80 minutes. Oh. And uh, the prize money on offer in this tournament is $24 million, double a that of 2015 yeah but peanuts compared to the 315 million given to teams at the men's tournament last year and I presume that, you know it's to do with the TV rights for the men's World Cup I think obviously we, at this stage we yeah. generate a lot more money than uh, the women's World I mean it's, it's a bold statement tonight uh, pr- prime time BBC One mm. from 7.30 through to 10 o'clock 
is uh, the opening game, the opening ceremony, the opening game, France versus South Korea. Yeah, now, I think, I think they're going to take a bit of a pasting well, myself. But, I mean, but they've got said, no choice. It, if it, they're going to cover the tournament, yeah. they have to do the opening game. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think BBC Two might have been a better idea, but I, I suppose they feel politically they've got to put it on... You know? Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah a whole prime time uh, evening of a game not featuring England, which proves kind of their intent on uh, showing the That's game. That's true. I've, I've got a I've got, I've, oh, I've yeah. got an old. T- I think uh, that the opening ceremony will involve kids. Don't you? I think dragons. there's quite a lot of kids running around. There'll and be dragons involved. Various shapes, possibly a ball, <laughs> maybe maybe a map of France. Would it be, will, but would I think be, there'll I be some, there'll be a nod to the fact that it's the women's World Cup. So I think there'll be an element of that. Yeah, no question. Yeah, well, I think, I think <laughs> it would be. There are well, no know. women in the opening ceremony. <laughs> it's a men-only opening ceremony. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, OK. That's the way you look at it, Andy. <laughs> no, no. That will be fantastic. Well, that will be ridiculous. Andy Jacobs in Chauvinism way. Storm. He'll be, he'll, he'll be <laughs> trending on Twitter. I probably am. Once uh, all men in opening ceremony. <laughs> No, and all women. Kara's voice had recovered last night. Do you know that thing when you come back from a stag do and you need 24 hours to get it <laughs> out of the system? Right, was he? Yeah, he sounded all right. <laughs> night before, it was almost like, I mean, I don't know if he's back home or, or he's probably still in Portugal doing the other games, but it definitely smacked to the fact that he didn't know he was going to be on 24 hours before on the, on the mm. Portugal-Switzerland. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Gary Neville roped him in. <laughs> said, come harsh. and have a chat with this guy. Because he was, you know, it was that thing when well, you come yeah. back yeah. about four days away with the boys. Well, he's probably celebrating the old... Well, well of course he was. Lady, That's yeah. exactly what was happening. But he, I, I said he probably had a dry night the night before. Good night's kip. Mm. And sounded like his old self last night on the telly. So. Fair enough. Do you want a quick T20 birthday spread? So I've got to guess the Pele age of this available. person, yeah? Or, yeah you, you, well, I think you'll, you'll be within five. I think within you know, five years, yeah. It's, uh, it's the great jazz saxophonist, was he? It's jazz, smooth jazz saxophonist. Jazz smooth, smooth jazz, jazz smooth, yeah. <laughs> Kenny G. And, uh, oh, yeah, Kenny yeah, G. Yeah, I was in a lift with him when the speaker failed. I said, come on, Kenny. <laughs> come on, can't you pick up the slack? <laughs> you got your soprano sax with you? The soprano sax can be a, oh, yeah. a beautiful instrument. Well, actually, not, not in the soft jazz, uh, yeah, smooth jazz envelope. It no. can. Well, you can, you can yeah. let rip. It's the easy There's listening side of it, isn't John it? John Coltrane yeah. would do now and again, but uh, in Kenny's hands, it is, it's, yeah. it's, it's liquid, isn't it, really? If you, I never like realised his last name is Gorlick. Kenny Gorlick. <laughs> That's what, no wonder he calls himself Kenny G. <laughs> it's a much better name, isn't yeah. it, really? But you, so you wouldn't listen. You want to go for garlic? Go for garlic. That's it. Old fans. Talk sport adverts. So Kenny G's got very young hair, like Dennis Law, he isn't has he? Actually, yeah. So uh, it's quite a tough one. He's probably older than he looks. Uh, um, I'd say he's fifty. 59. Oh, well done. You just got in the 63. Is he really? Yeah. Kenny G, 63. You've got to have a system. That's right. But he's got young hair, as we said. I I haven't seen him recently. He may look like an old prune these days. No, no, he still looks the same, judging by the photo I've just seen. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Could be an old photo. Uh, Could touched up. (laughs) So, with the photo, obviously. to be reunited once again because we've missed him this last few weeks uh, with squad number nine Martin Kellner and his week of sport on TV indeed I mean it's a thrill for me to be back yeah well, well, I, had, I, was I had the benefit of well I had the benefit of listening to that last week I, I enjoyed it Quinny, yeah? it's yeah. a good section I thought this this will be good on the show yeah, good that's well right. let's hope let's hope it is <laughs> we've reclaimed know. it 
I'm obviously getting fired up for the Women's World Cup, of course you which are, we yeah. were just saying uh, before we came on air. Yeah. It's uh, sort of pretty well, uh, I mean, it's a whole two and a half hours tonight on BBC One yeah. from 7.30 on a Friday, yeah. uh, which is interesting. Let's hope it's, um, let's hope it's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was watching the, there was a programme on BBC last week, which was Scotland's, um, Scotland's journey to the World Cup, mm. uh, the Women's World Cup finals. And uh, the first two goals, they got through against Poland, uh, 3-2. And the first two goals that they conceded, they were 2-0 down against Poland, were just comedy goals, you know, really? like you sometimes see, you know, massive respect and all that, but you do sometimes see it in women's football. And I thought, well, I must mention that. And then watching England last night, I thought it's not just women's football you get the comedy goals. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're good for a comedy goal. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, very good for a comedy yeah. goal. Yeah. It was, it was, I enjoyed the football last night, mainly for the uh, for the, for the humour in uh, Sky, obviously had the rights to it. Yeah. And we're sort of building it up as, uh, you know, I may, I've lost count of the number of times uh, Martin Tyler or Gary Neville said it's a major, another semi-final epic, they yeah. said at one stage, where, at the time when it was uh, <laughs> one all. Um, and I, I thought to myself, you know, really, they should stop saying this is a major, a major football match because it was. Uh, it's better than a friendly, mm. but on the notch of you know football events, it wasn't that far above a, a friendly. And if you looked on Twitter, people were comparing it to the Freight Rover Trophy, <laughs> it's one for the teenagers. Would it have there. been bigger than the Tournoi? Remember the last trophy oh, it was we bigger won. than the Tournoi. Yeah. I think it's a good tournament. Yeah. I, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's better than friendlies, like you say. It's Mark. better than friendlies. Yeah. yeah. I see John Cross. Well, Reporting yesterday, the England have lost the Le Tournoir uh, uh, Cup. You know the actual trophy oh, we trophy won back in '98. It, it's right? gone. We've actually England. The only thing we've won. Where's pickles when you need it? Well, exactly. Yeah. I think <laughs> he was making the same point. <laughs> oh, was pickles out. How pickles. brilliant would it be if pickles found it? Yeah. Well, it would well, be, it would be a miracle. Pickles would be dead for about fifty years. Yeah. Has he? Oh, poor old pickles. Yeah. But Sorry, I did but think the uh, punditry last night was great. The, I mean, they, they left about an hour at the end for the punditry. And I don't know whether you saw the little jousting between uh, Jamie Carragher and, and Gary Neville mm. about how defenders should be aggressive. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, John Stones was being... <laughs> if you were wondering why John Stones hasn't started so often for Manchester City mm. this season, yeah. there was really a bit of an inst- uh, you know, a bit of illustration there. But the two of them were saying, no, when you're defending, because he, he lost mm. his man, etc., etc., uh, when you're defending, you've got to be aggressive. They did the mimes, and didn't they? They did they the did, mimes. Was quite, if you do it with the sound off, it was quite fair, John says, he took a massive risk, and the goal that should have been, if it hadn't been for VAR, yeah. it was he started it with that sort of very risky pass out from his own yes, yeah, yeah. goal line. Yeah. You know, so I mean, Dilek did the same thing earlier yeah. in the game. You know, yeah. It, 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 look, it's one of those things. You've got to do it better. I don't think the argument is whether you play no. it out from the back. Well, that was the argument they were the whole time. Do you just hoof it up field? And if that's when if things aren't going too well, the temptation is to just lump it forward, isn't it? Mm. Um, but as you say, and I think Gary Neville agrees with you, Andy, uh, <laughs> that uh, you know you don't abandon what you've been building for that long. You know, no. playing, playing it out from uh, from the back. Mm. So, uh, but it was an, an interesting argument which sort of kept uh, kept on for ages you know and I, normally uh, when I'm watching a match on a Thursday say I'll switch over to question time so I can keep in touch with what's happening you know mm. on council TV yeah. so I'm keeping in touch with what's <laughs> happening uh, in the world because mm. I feel we ought to know not just about you know especially working for talk radio I should know you feel like you should on. know about what's happening in yeah, the world I have a vague idea of what's yeah. going on <laughs> and uh, but you know I was so riveted by the uh, by Jamie Redknapp and uh, Gary mm. Neville and Jamie talk Carragher. of defending, mm. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought You it was raised really a quite good. interesting question about, because um, last week for the Champions League, 
I, I sat down and watched the game, the the builder, and I never do that. I tend because I have to watch a lot of football. Mm. I tend to watch first whistle to final whistle, and I don't really watch much else. I, sometimes I don't even watch the half time. I go to Greyhound Channel. And, oh yeah, what, is, <laughs> what a life I'm, you lead! I meant, I meant to watch the Greyhound Channel. What number is it? Four three one. Four three one. I make a note of that. Oh yes, you're, actually, you're, you're because I missed that. But, uh, you know, but I think, but it is interesting that when, you know, often there is some good value to be had in all this stuff. And it was interesting to hear that you stayed with it for a uh, Yeah, I stayed with it all the mm. time. I thought it was great. It was great fun. And, you know, because it's quite aggressive. Uh, Carragher and Neville, you don't know, do they like each other or is it a very... Oh, no, I think there's a lot of respect. I think, I think, yeah. I think they do, really. You think so? you know, they yeah. have a bit of a pop at each other, but they do, yeah. I think yeah. So. yeah. It's just that sometimes when um, uh, Jamie Carragher's giving his view on defending, you all they're all in shot, obviously, all the time. Yeah. And you do see Gary Neville, if you can read body language. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, I'm an expert in that. Well, you are the yes. Judy James of talks for Very it. much so. Nice um, but if you, you look at the body language of uh, Gary Neville, yeah. and you think he's not quite... He, yes, I'm sure he respects him and everything. I'm sure they respect each other, both as pundits and as uh, you know players. Mm. But um, if you look at that, there's not a lot of respect in some of those um, looks that you get from uh, yeah. Gary You don't need Neville. to be a, a body language expert mm. when Roy King on do you really no, you, you, you pick up on the signs yeah. quite easily and uh, talking about uh, hoofing it forward uh, if anybody was watching uh, the big match revisited on um, BT Sport this week okay. uh, two fantastic West Ham matches from the 74-75 season right. mm. um, Keith Robson scored a great goal in the 3-0 uh, defeat of Middlesbrough <laughs> but wow. I, tell you, I noticed a few things from that you got no close-ups any of it of the managers you would not even they would never cut to the managers at all you would not know and all mention them you would not know John Lyle it wasn't John Lyle's West Ham you wouldn't know he was the manager so, from, from the commentary well there was no technical area they'd occasionally step most of them just sat there didn't sat they with a yeah, wood yeah. Yeah. but there was no you know, there was no, no view of anything other than the match yeah. uh, and no mention of the uh, managers I don't know who was the the, the Wolves manager well the only the... shot you'd ever get of the managers would be the one that the camera the low camera that they were using for the match because they would just you'd see a kind of side shot yeah, of yeah. the bench and yeah. if they happened to appear from it that's the only time you'd ever see the manager you'd never yeah. have a, a clean shot of mm. them the way you do now the camera trained on them all the time but it was interesting I, lo I love the, uh, the you know they're all the big match yeah. uh, so Brian Moore's commentary uh, great fun he, um, he used words you don't hear that much in commentary these days, um, he said uh, West Ham. Um, it'd be interesting to see how West Ham will react to that three-nil defeat administered by Arsenal. Administered, administered. It sounds like it was a kind of a colonic irrigation. <laughs> it does. It really? yeah. Well, it probably was if Arsenal <laughs> were beating Spurs, from my point of view. Anyway, yeah. they beat Jackie Charlton's Middlesbrough three-nil. Yeah, on seventy-four, seventy-five, and um, the next day there was another seventy-four, seventy-five. It's marvellous. So good. it's great. Well, if you've got no memory, it's like live sport. Oh isn't yeah, it? totally. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. West Ham five, Wolverhampton Wanderers one. Wow, what yeah, about that? Yeah, that's something you might want to check out, Martin. Uh, Nigel Botherwell on the excellent Fisherman's Blues pointed out that they have reissued on DVD uh, Go Fishing with Jack Charlton. Oh, really? Where Jack uh, did this series on TV yeah, many years ago where he would, uh, you know, go to a bit of sea fishing, bit of uh, river, he'd go mm. through the card. And uh, it's been reissued on DVD. You also did a... Well, I've was seen that the one we did in fantasy football where no. Jack was incredibly cruel to animals? No, no, he wasn't. He, was, he, he dispatched the rabbit. Uh, but mm. that, was a, that was a kind of a different that's, show. That that's was a euphemism hunting. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Dispatched the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. It's right. a new one on me, that. You're right, Martin. Oh, I've just dispatched the rabbit. <laughs> but, but no, it was, uh, this was a kind of country people 
Football Country Ways thing that Jack right. did. This is purely fishing as far as I know, oh, but right. it's out on DVD. Nine right. quid for cash. Well, I've seen it in uh, charity shops with the Roger Whittaker albums. Oh, yeah. So you, <laughs> sure you have. Yeah, yeah. And the self-help books. I don't know if Roger books. Whittaker ever dispatched a rabbit. <laughs> well, he might have done that. Maybe very well have done yeah. <laughs> So uh, that, that was fun. different but, times. Uh, I'm yeah. not finished yet, have I? I can carry yeah, on. Keep going. Yeah. I've been watching a, a lot. The other thing I, I <laughs> thought about the, uh, the England match, yeah. I'm always um, interested to see the new sponsors, if you like, or the new um, advertising. Have yeah. you ever heard of Alipay, either of you? No. No. Um, um, well, Alipay were sponsoring it last night. Right, yeah. Um, so, I, as I always do, I, I looked them up. Looked them up. And what do they uh, do? They're an app. Right. And they're an app that uh, you can go on if you want to do various financial things, transfer money and stuff, which right. you can do from your bank account anyway. But a bit like the pen powers, my wife calls them. Yeah. It's <laughs> your wife calls PayPal she, pen she, she, you can pay it on pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll write to them. Yeah. Yes. Drop my line. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. If you've got the Basildon and bond out. Yeah. Um, but You're doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's a couple of different um, bits of this Alipay app. One is called Go Dutch. Oh, okay. So I thought, well, that'd be interesting. Go Dutch, especially as England will play in Holland. So I looked on the uh, on the site, and Go Dutch is simply you put in what the meal has cost, yeah, and it divides it by two. And who the heck? <laughs> got, yeah, it's oh, kids come to Martin. So it doesn't work it's, out exactly like you had the wine, I no, had the beer, you had the soup. And that's what you want from yeah, a nap. It tells it you that. how to go. Well, is that the sort of blow you are? You go, no, I didn't have. I only had three dumplings. You had four. <laughs> well, you know I'm not. No, like I know that. you're not like that. But <laughs> yeah. it's just, I mean. Just finally, it reminded yeah. me of a, of a Seinfeld uh, sketch where um, he buys his dad an electronic organiser that does all these fantastic things, or fantastic things you could do in the mm. 90s, and uh, all, his, uh, all his father can do on it is uh, calculate 15% of the bill in a restaurant. <laughs> and he said, so, oh, thank you, Jerry, for that tip calculator. <laughs> well, we've got a clip coming up in the Clips of the Week later on mm. that, uh, that ties right in with the Woody Allen film Take the Money and Run. Oh, blimey. Yeah, first, so it was his first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when he was playing the cello movie. in a marching band. Yeah. Um, and uh, they spoke to his cello teacher. But you'll realise what that clip is when we play it to you at, uh, at 3.30. Brilliant. So um, you, yeah. you're back on air tonight on Talk I'm Radio? I'm back on air tonight, uh, prime time in Ho Chi Minh City, <laughs> uh, 1 o'clock. Well, they might be listening, the good, the good people at Alipay, do your Alipay material, because they're based in Huangzhou in China. Are they? So if you do your ah. Alipay... Oh, you're big there. Do yeah, your Go Dutch really stuff, <laughs> they'll, they'll love you there. I've got a listener in Hong They found us Jack Maher. Ah. So shout oh, out yeah. to Jack Ma tonight, and you Jack can. Yeah, oh yeah, now he he owns the thing that's the Chinese version of eBay, and that's where he made all his money. Yeah. Ah, good old right. Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're taking over. As a look of Alan Knott. Does he? Does he? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. As a look of Alan Knott. Has he got the clubs? No, he hasn't got the clubs on. Him. He doesn't okay. wear a little cap. Or yeah. So there yeah, we go. Not time for the cricket World Cup, but uh, I did watch a wee bit of it. Eleven fifty-five at night. It's a lot. You know, if you want to watch it that's on a, uh, yeah, it's on Council TV. Yeah. Not great for not great for kids. That is it. No. I can't, you know, the, the great thing about terrestrial TV for cricket is... how bad a parent you are, really, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I watched uh, Bangladesh versus... I've forgotten who the heck they were playing now. Who well, never Bangladesh mind. There'll be another one in about five yeah, there, well, well, minutes. Well, every so five minutes when it's not raining. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. As promised, uh, a little bonus clip. And it was from Fisherman's Blues, Andy, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Nigel had a text. He had an inquiry from a listener. Text message here from Graham, who says, Hi, Nigel. Do you know anything about Shropshire Gold Boilies? Nick Burridge Bates heard great reports on it. 
Uh, thanks, Graham. Sorry, Graham, I cannot help you. I have never heard of them, never used them, so I'm afraid I can't advise you on that one. So after all that, why did he bother... Reading why, it out. Why bother to read it out if you don't know the answer? Well, yeah. Good question. Good old Nigel. Um, that's us. We'll catch up with you next week. Jimmy Anderson's in the studio. We've got Stefan Dennis, Paul Robinson from Neighbours, Alan yeah. Smudger-Smith, and we'll be talking about the new Maradona documentary with the director, uh, Asif Kapadia. So anyway, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.